Welcome to our class in Chassidus. This week we're going to be learning a beautiful and classic Hasidic discourse from the Rebbe. It's a very powerful and meaningful Hasidic discourse, and the reason is as follows. The name of the Hasidic discourse is called the Atatatzaba. The Rebbe said this Hasidic discourse in the year Tavshin Mem Aleph, which is exactly 40 years ago. And we know that there's an expression that, they, that a person does not understand the complete depth of his teaching of his Rebbe until 40 years. And this is now after 40 years and learning it over again year after year. Hopefully we'll get a whole new dimension, a whole new perspective to this Hasidic discourse. So again, the Rebbe said this Hasidic discourse on Shabbos Parshat Tetzavah, the, uh, with that year, it was a leap year, so there were two Adars. It was in the first Adar, it was the 10th day of the, of the month of Adar in the first Adar, in the year Tavshin Mem Aleph. Now, in the year Tavshin Nun Beis, 29 years ago, the Rebbe went ahead and he certified and he edited this Hasidic discourse. It came out as a Kuntris. It was called Kuntris Purim Katan, Tavshin Nun Beis. The Rebbe actually distributed this Hasidic discourse to thousands of Hasidim together with uh, dollars for charity and actually honey cake, which is unique. Honey cake you usually give out um, in Tishrei for uh, Yom Kippur to have a sweet year, but the Rebbe gave out over here as well, honey cake. And this is unfortunately the last Hasidic discourse that we have that's certified and edited by the Rebbe, that the Rebbe actually gave out to all the Hasidim that were there. So some say this is possibly in this Hasidic discourse you have the uh, spiritual uh, will and wish of the Rebbe we should be left with these powerful thoughts of this Hasidic discourse. So we're going to learn the Hasidic discourse and you'll see for yourself how powerful it is and how meaningful it is on many, many levels. So the Hasidic discourse is based on the verse of this week's Torah portion where it says, the Atta Titzavas B'nai Yisrael, where Hashem commands Moshe Rabbeinu and He tells him, and you will command the Jewish people, the Yikhoi Lecha, and they will take to you Shemen Zayiz Zoch, pure olive oil, Kosis Lamoir, was pressed to, uh, to, 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 to the source of light, Lahalo is to bring up near Tommy the steady uh, flame in the temple. That is the verse in this week's Torah portion. The Rebbe brings from the previous Rebbe, who asks several questions on this verse. Question number one is, if you look throughout the Torah, generally speaking, when Hashem commands Moshe Rabbeinu to command the Jewish people, it says, Tzavah B'nai Yisrael, command the Jewish people. Over here it says, the You, Moshe Rabbeinu, should command the Jewish people. It's not important that Moshe Rabbeinu is commanding, it's important that Tzav, he's commanding what Hashem said. So that's question number one. Then the Rebbe says, it's not only a question in the language, but it's also a question in the substance of the conversation. Because when we say the Atatatzava means that Moshe is the one that's commanding. Now the fact is, we know Moshe Rabbeinu is only a shliach. He's a messenger of Hashem to give over the, the, the word of Hashem. Not God forbid he's the one giving any commandments. It's not Moshe Rabbeinu commandments, it's God's commandments. Next question of Rebbe asks, so it says you should bring the oil to Moshe Rabbeinu. So the question is, why did they have to bring it to Moshe Rabbeinu? Now, if you're going to say for functional reasons, the fact is, Aaron's the one that lit the candle. Aaron's the one that served in the temple. So why are they bringing the, the, the oil should be brought specifically to Moshe Rabbeinu? Another question, the free Rebbe asks, it says, that the oil should be 
press lamoy to the source of light. Seemingly, it's used lahoyer to give off light, not to the source of light. So why did it say kasis lamoyer? And one final question the previous server asks is, it says lahalos ner tomid that it should burn everlasting, consistent, steady. But what does it say right afterwards in the next verse? It should burn me erev ad boiker from evening to the morning. And here it says ner tomid. Is it from evening to the morning only, or is it steady? So which one is the correct? Uh, which one is the correct uh, term? Those are the questions the, pre- the previous rabbi asks. So the rabbi quotes from the previous rabbi, and he says like this in his uh, famous Hasidic discourse called the Kibbalah Yehudim, which he said on Purim Katan in the year Tafresh Pezayin, that when it says the Ata Titzava, the reason why it says Titzava, because Titzava means an expression of Tzafsa Vechibur. Which means that it wasn't just only a technical command that Moshe Rabbeinu is commanding them what Hashem said to do. Hashem wanted something different. The Atatitzava. Hashem wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to, to create a Tzava and a Chibur, a connection between the Jewish people and the infinite Oyrein Saif of Hashem. How is that? So Moshe Rabbeinu had a job. What was his job? To connect Bnei Yisrael with Oyen Saif. Now what happens then is the Prefect Rebbe says, when Moish Rabbeinu does his job of connecting Bnei Yisrael with the infinite light of Hashem, then they'll bring the Shemin to Moish Rabbeinu, which means what Shemin? It's oil, it's light. Then that, that by Moish Rabbeinu doing his mission, they will add light into Moish Rabbeinu by doing the mission that, that Moish Rabbeinu inspired, inspired, inspired them. And he explains very simple. And he gives a simple analogy. And he says that Moshe Rabbeinu and the Bnei Yisrael is like, for example, a mashal in a body when you have the head and you have the feet. And he doesn't just make it up because Moshe Rabbeinu even said in the Torah, Sheish Meyos Elef Ragliyahom, 600,000 feet of the people, that I am their midst. So you see that Moshe Rabbeinu refers to the Jewish people as their aglayim, the feet, and Moshe Rabbeinu, so to speak, was the head. And just like when you have a head and a feet, so even though the head, Moshe Rabbeinu is leading them, inspiring them what to do, where to do, and how to do things, but the fact is, who's the one that does the, who's the, one that does the footwork? Who's the one that makes it happen? Who's the one that takes the feet to the place where the head wants to go? That is the feet that does it. So the same thing also, the Bnei Yisrael take Moshe Rabbeinu to the place where he wants to go by, him, by, by Moshe Rabbeinu inspiring them and by being the leader of the Jewish people. So in other words, by Moshe Rabbeinu inspiring us and leading us, then we take Moshe Rabbeinu where he, where he wants to and where he needs to go. And the Rebbe goes on a step further. What does it say in the verse? Sheishme Yisrael Afragliyam, 600,000 people, Asher Anoichi Bikirboi. In other words, that through the fact that I have these Raglayim, I have all the Jewish people that are dedicated in doing what they're supposed to, so then Anoichi, referring to the essence of Hashem, Anoichi Mish Anoichi, the real Anoichi Hashem, comes into Bikirboi of the Bnei Yisrael and Bikirboi of Moshe Rabbeinu. So based on this, the previous server explains what is this is what it means when it says the at that Sabbath Bnei Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu is going to inspire the Jewish people to connect to the infinite light of Hashem. And then the Yikhoi Lech Hashem and Zayis, they are going to add in to the light of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what the previous server uh, says in the Hasidic Discourse. That's the way he explains it. 
So now the Rebbe is going to explain an in-depth analysis. What does it mean that Moshe Rabbeinu connects Bnei Yisrael with the infinite light of Hashem? The fact is, we have, we can stand on our own two feet. We have an Hashama, we have Torah, we have mitzvahs, we pray. What does it mean, Moshe Rabbeinu? What does it mean as a leader that inspires us and takes us and connects us to the infinite light? So the Rebbe brings from uh, what the previous Rebbe explains in the Maimon, he says like this, that Moshe Rabbeinu is called in the world of Kabbalah, Raya Mehemda, the faithful shepherd. What does the faithful shepherd mean? So there's two, two insights, there's two explanations in it. One insight is that Raya Mehemna, he is the faithful shepherd. In other words, he takes care of the people. He leads the people, he takes care of them, he inspires them, he mentors them, he deals with their issues. Moshe Rabbeinu leads them, takes care of them. That's one insight. The second insight is, Raya Mehemna is that he's Zonu Mefarnas Bnei Yisrael with Amunah. That he feeds the Bnei Yisrael with Amunah. He, he feeds us with faith in Hashem. So the question is asked, what does that mean? He feeds it with faith. With the fact, as we all know, every single Jew is a, is, is a believer. As it says in the Talmud, the Jewish people are maminim. We believe in Hashem. Bnei maminim, we're children of believers. So what does that mean that Moshe Rabbeinu feeds us with faith? We have faith. We are faithful people. What does it mean that Moshe Rabbeinu feeds us with the faith? So he explains because the fact is like this. Faith is a beautiful thing to have, and we all have it, 100%. However, it's very possible that the faith that we have is on a level of makif. What, is a, what does it mean that faith is on a level of makif? So we all know the famous story in the Talmud where it says someone can, God forbid, go against Hashem. You can go ahead and break in to something which is not yours. You can try to steal, and you pray to Hashem, Hashem should help you. Hello, Hashem said not to steal. You're stealing, you're praying for Hashem to help you. And the answer is, sure, I believe in Hashem. But unfortunately, it's makif. It's not internalized. It doesn't affect my behavior. Because you can believe in Hashem and still not behave the way Hashem wants you to behave. Why? Because the belief is in a level of makif. Moshe Rabbeinu's job is that he's roya umafarnes, the bnei Yisrael with the He feeds us with the Muna, which means that the Amuna that we have, we have the Amuna. He doesn't have to create the Amuna. The Amuna that we have should be felt bepnimius in an internal way. That means we should feel it. We should live it. And because we, because Moshe Rabbeinu inspires us not only to have a moon, that we have a moon in a market, but he makes it that we have it in a bepnimius, an internal way, we live differently. We live inspired. We live with faith. We, we behave a life of faith. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu does. And that's what every good leader does. He inspires us that the amunah that we have should be real. It should be, we should feel it. We should live it. It should be part of our lives. And Rebbe quotes from the Zohar. The Zohar says, Hahi emunah de This powerful, high level of munah. Yitzun v'yisparnes al yadoch. That Moshe Rabbeinu is going to make it in a way that we're going to, we're going to enjoy it. We're going to appreciate it. We're going to internalize it through Moshe Rabbeinu. In other words, that Moshe Rabbeinu's job is that the amunah that we have, that we have it. It's our amunah. But it should become, but it should become internalized. And he continues on to explain the Hasidic discourse that this, that Moshe Rabbeinu is the Raya Mehemna, 
What does that mean? That he feeds us with our amuna, that the amuna should So it's not only referring to Moish, the, the one Moish Rabbeinu that, that we received, that went to, to heaven to receive the Torah Mount Sinai, but in every single generation there's a Moish Rabbeinu. And the fact is, every generation has a leader. And the job of the leader of the generation, the, 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 the one that's taking the place of Moshe Rabbeinu in each generation is that the amuna that we have should be felt premius, not just Moshe of the past, but in every generation is a Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Moshe Rabbeinu is the leader. And the job of the leader is that the amuna, the faith, should be felt in premius. And like, for example, the Friedrich gives an example, he says, for example, in the time of Purim, because this Maimon was so, connected with Purim, in the time of Purim, we know who was the Moshe Rabbeinu of the, of the generation when the miracle of Purim took place, when the generation of Haman and Nachashverosh, it was, it was Mordechai. Mordechai was the Moshe Rabbeinu of that generation. He was the extension of Moshe Rabbeinu at that time. And as the Rebbe quotes, it says, Mordechai B'doyroi K'moyshe B'doyroi. It says clearly that Mordechai in his generation was just like Moshe Rabbeinu in his generation. That means even in the time when there was the decree of Haman. What was the decree of Haman? That you cannot learn Torah and you cannot observe mitzvahs. So what happened then? So Mordechai said, guess what? We all believe in God. But if we don't learn Torah... And if we don't do our mitzvahs, even though there's a decree, that means Amuna is makif. But if you want Amuna to be real, you want Amuna to be internalized, you have to still learn Torah anyway, even though there's a decree against learning Torah. You still have to do mitzvahs. So they went ahead and they learned Torah and they did mitzvahs. In what way? Mysterious nefesh. They put their life on the line. And not only did they put their own personal life in the line, what did Mordechai do as a leader of the generation? He gathered the community, he gathered the masses to strengthen their amuna and Hashem and to stand strong by learning Torah even though it was forbidden and doing mitzvahs even, uh, even though it was, it, was, uh, it was forbidden. And so, he, so the previous service says in every single generation there's a Moshe Rabbeinu. And every, every generation, the Moshe Rabbeinu strengthens our Amuna, that we should do it in a premiistic way. That means we should learn Torah, we should do mitzvahs, even if we have to go on a mysterious nefesh. After he explains this idea that in every generation is a Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, this is what it means when it says in the verse, by the Atzitzava, that kosis lamar. We ask one of the questions is, Hakamah says, Kasis Lamar to the source of light. It should be Kasis Lahari to give off light. And he explains, because in the time of Golos, everybody's broken. We're broken. In fact, is God is God is concealed. We can't necessarily learn Torah and do mitzvahs we're supposed to, we're supposed to. So we're kosis. But when you're kosis, you're broken. You're not allowed to learn Torah. You're not allowed to do mitzvahs. Like in the time of Purim with with Mordechai, and we went ahead and we did it anyway. What happens then is then we reach not lahayir just to give off light. We actually reach the ma'ir, which is the essence of the light. So the Rebbe asks the question, what's the connection between the idea that Mordechai and his generation inspired us to do mysterious nefesh with premiers with the idea with the, of that kasis lamar, with the connection of kasis lamar, what's the connection between these two teachings? <clears throat> okay, so, which will, the Rebbe will explain later on the connection. Now, in this discourse of the Friedrich Rebbe, when he explains the verse, the Atzadatzava, he explains it based 
after he explains in the beginning of that Hasidic discourse a different idea. What does he explain as an introduction to this whole idea of the Atmet So he says like this. It says in reference to uh, a Purim, so it says, V'kibel ha-Yehudim, that the Jewish people um, were makabal. They accepted what they started to do when in the time of Matan Torah when we received the Torah. In other words, it, when we received the Torah, that's when we only started our relationship with Hashem. We started to learn and we started to do mitzvahs. It was, it was the start of the process. But when did we really accept it? When did it become real? When did Judaism become real? Judaism became real when specifically in the time of, of, of Purim. In other words, and the previous ever explains, by Matan Torah, it was the beginning. We started to observe the times of Achashverosh. What does that mean? There was a Xerah, the decree of Haman. Then we accept it. Then the Kibbal Yehudim, that's when we accepted it. Like, uh, and there it gives an example. It says, we know that it says in reference to the Torah, it says, Kimu Vikiblu Hayyudim, that we um we, uh, we, we did and we accepted, the Jewish people accepted, which we, what, 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 the, what they explain is, is Kimu, we, ex- we, we, we upheld the Kiblu, Master Kiblu Pride. This is what we accepted before, obviously now we upheld it right now. In other words, when by Matan Torah we said Nasa Vanishma, that was the beginning. Nasa, we're, 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 we're going to do, we accepted it. What happened by, by times of Akashayah is Kimu. That's when we upheld it. Not only are we doing it, but we actually, we, we, we are, we're, we're living it and we're, it's becoming part of our life. So the Rebbe asked a simple question. There's a previous Rebbe asked a simple question. Seemingly, it's a tremendous, it's, it's like, wow, that's a big, big statement we're saying here. Why? The fact is like this. Let's look at history. When the Jewish people received the Torah at Mount Sinai, they were... Not only, well, we weren't on top of the mountain. God was on top of the mountain. Moshe was on top of the mountain. But spiritually, we were, we were like on top of the mountain. We were living then on the highest level spiritually. Think about it. The fact is, Hashem revealed Himself to the Jewish people like never before. Besides the fact that even before Martin Terry, there were tremendous revelations. What was the revelations? God appeared at, at, when, we, when we left Egypt. And specifically when God split the sea. Huge miracles. And then we had the tremendous revelation of, 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 Mar- of Har Sinai. Hashem came down on the mountain. Which is the greatest revelation. So from perspective of Matan Torah, the Jewish people were on the highest spiritual level. They, they just uh, experienced tremendous miracles going out of Egypt, splitting the sea. Har Sinai, we're on the highest levels. Let's look at the state of the Jewish people in the times of Akashverosh. So we all know in the times of Akashverosh, we were on the lowest levels. Besides the fact that we know when Golos, what does Golos mean? God's concealed. So besides the fact that there was a tremendous concealment of Golos, and we know that all the any exile that took place after Egypt all comes as a byproduct of the original exile of, of Egypt. And we all know what it says in reference to the Gullus, the exile of Egypt. So it says clearly in the Torah, Moshe. They weren't able to listen to Moshe and he's taking them out of Egypt. Why? They were short in the breath and they were working hard. And that is the original Egypt. That's the original Gullus. 
And the same thing applies in any gullus. What does gullus mean? Gullus means that you just can't hear, you can't breathe. Why? Because God's concealed. And there's challenges, there's tests, whether it's whether you can't learn Torah, you can't do mitzvahs, etc. So in other words, in the time of the Gzeirah of Haman, were we in a revealed level with God or were we concealed? God was concealed. But nevertheless, what do we say? In the, to- the time of Matan Torah, when we had the tremendous, the greatest revelations, that was only the beginning. But what happens in the time of the Xeris Hamans, when we were on the lowest levels, then we accepted what we, th- now, we're, now we're accepting what we only started then? This doesn't make sense. So the previous Rebbe exp- explains and he says like this, the truth is yes, there's no question about it, from a revelation perspective, Matan Torah was the revelation was much greater. The time of Haman, the concealment was was obviously much was much greater, and therefore the revelation was very weak. That's true. So why are we saying that it's much stronger the acceptance in the time of Haman versus Matan Torah? And he says very simple, because in the time of the Gzeirah of Haman, when we chose to learn Torah. And to do mitzvahs, we did it in a way of mesiras nefesh. We were willing to put our life on the line. In other words, think about this. By Matan Torah, Hashem revealed Himself. So who wouldn't accept the Torah? The tremendous revelation. Who would not? So we all accepted the Torah. We're ready to do all the mitzvahs. That really wasn't us. It was because of tremendous revelation. On the other hand, when it came by the Xerus Haman... Who, accept, who agreed to learn Torah and do mitzvahs? There was not, no revelation there. There was nothing, there was no bells and whistles. No one was giving out any, any big excitement. So why did we agree to learn Torah and do mitzvahs? It came from us. Mysterious nefesh. So therefore, the previous chapter explains, Matan Torah is the beginning. What means the beginning? Hashem reveals Himself. He's giving out this huge Torah. You see the beauty of it. You see the beauty of mitzvahs. So you're learning Torah, you're doing mitzvahs. It's not really us. Hashem, Hashem overpowered us with tremendous light and tremendous love. On the other hand, when it came to Xerus Haman, there was nothing inspiring us to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. On the contrary, it was easier not to. But nevertheless, why are we doing it? Mysterious Nefesh was really, really us. And Rebbe explains. What, what, what was the, why, why, why was the Mysterious Nefesh so strong? So first of all, Haman wanted us to give up Judaism. That means we had mysterious nefesh not to give up God and not to give up Judaism. And like the, 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 the Rebbe uh, quotes from the Torah, from the Alter Rebbe, and he says very simple, that if the Jewish people were to give up their religion, they wouldn't have bothered them. Because the, the, the decree was on the Jews. The decree was on Jews being Jewish. But nobody for a second thought to give up Judaism. No one for a second thought, say, ah, it's, we don't believe in God. We're giving up our God. We have a new God. Our new God is Haman. No, no one ever thought that. So A, we, didn't, we had mysterious Nefesh that we didn't rebel against Hashem. That's point number one. Point number two is we had mysterious Nefesh on learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Up to the point, not only did we personally learn Torah and we personally did mitzvahs, we got together in masses when it was forbidden. And, and we got together in masses and we learned Torah Mysterious Nefesh. Who inspired the Jewish people to go on Mysterious Nefesh? 
The one that inspires us, we know is Mordechai. Who was Mordechai? Mordechai was the Moshe of that generation. So in the times of Matan Torah, it was called Moshe, the real Moshe. In the times of, of, of Haman, the mysterious Nefesh, who inspired us, was the Moshe of that generation, who was Mordechai. So based on this, the preacher explains, the Kibel Yehudim because in the times of Matan Torah, was only the beginning. Why? Because Hashem shined a light. What's the big deal? On the other hand, by the times of Haman, we had to go on Mesir Nefesh. That's when we really, really accepted it. Because we had Mesir Nefesh to learn Torah and do mitzvahs, so we got elevated to a whole different level, higher than Matan Torah. And therefore, specifically in the times of Purim, was the acceptance, the Kibbalah Yehudim, we accepted because that's when we went on real Messiris Nefesh. Now, so Rebbe says, based on this, that what happened on Purim, it was Messiris Nefesh. And Messiris Nefesh took us to a whole different level. So the Rebbe says, based on this, you can possibly say that when we say in the verse, Kossis la Mo'er, which means that when a person is kosis, when a person's broken, you reach more the source of light. It, possibly you can say this explains that why in the time of the Xera, the Xera of Haman, specifically, we, we, we go on Mesiris Nefesh, and that got us to a much higher place. Why? Because what's Mesiris Nefesh? What does it mean you're going on self-sacrifice? Self-sacrifice means the essence of your soul comes out, which is not connected to a revelation. Revelation was at Mount Sinai. Mesiris Nefesh, by Hamam, there was no revelation. It was the essence of the soul that got revealed. And that's, connect, and that's connected to what? To the Mar, the source of the light. And because in, in the times of Haman we were cussed, we were broken, there was decrees against learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. So what happened then is the essence of our soul got revealed, which got connected to the Mar, the source of light. Seemingly you can say that. But the Rebbe says, but if you look at the flow of the, of the Hasidic discourse of the previous Rebbe, it, it seems over there that the Kassis Lamar, that by being broken you reach the Mar, comes as a connection to the idea of Raya Mehemna. That Moshe Rabbeinu fed the Bnei Yisrael the Amunah B'Primius. So again, this issue is still unresolved. What's the connection with Kaslamayr and the, the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu feeds the Amuna in a primiistic way, which obviously the Rebbe is leading up to something huge and big, which we'll see as the Mimer continues to unfold. Okay, so now the Rebbe is going to go continue on to explain the idea of, we said that Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe Rabbeinu in every generation creates the opportunity that the Amuna, tremendous Amuna that we all have, but we have Makif. It should be in a way a premius. And he explains like this. This that we say that a Jew believes in God. Simple faith in God. What happens when a Jew believes in God, so faith is above intellect. So when you believe in God, you don't need proof. Proof is intellect. Emunah pshuta means, simple faith means, I believe in Hashem, I'm willing to do whatever Hashem wants. It makes sense, it doesn't make sense. It's not about sense, it's not about intellect. Simple faith. What, where does that come from? Where does it come from that we're willing to even go on a serious nefesh and do what Hashem wants based on simple faith? Where is that from? And Deborah explains very simple, and he says like this. 
There's two reasons. One and two reasons. One reason is because Mazlayu Chaza. What does Mazlayu Chaza mean? And Rebbe explains like this. That every single one of us have a neshama. And the neshama, there's two parts to the neshama. There's the neshama that's within the body. And there's the neshama which is above the body which is in heaven. Now. So what happens is. The neshama that's within the body is a toned down version of the soul. The neshama, the other part of the neshama which is on high. That is totally connected with the, with the infinite light. So Mazlai is referring to the higher part of the neshama, the one that does not come into the body. That part of the soul sees godliness. Now since that part of our neshama, it's, both, it's two halves of one whole. Since the upper part of the neshama, the part that does not come into the body, so it's not limited by the body, sees God and godliness, that creates an effect on the soul that's in the body, that the soul in the body should feel it, connect to it, and therefore it doesn't want to be disconnected. That's one reason. So one reason why a Jew has faith and will do um, whatever is needed to be connected to God and God should not be disconnected because the soul on high sees God and godliness. And when the soul on high sees God and godliness, the soul on, down here feels it. And therefore it, it wants to stay connected to Hashem. That's one reason. Another reason is that this, the 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 um, the source of faith it goes into the etzem hanashama, the essence of the soul, which actually is even higher than the fact that the higher part of the soul sees godliness. <clears throat> In other words, this that the essence of the soul is connected to 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 Hashem, it's not because another part sees it. No, no, no. it itself is connected. It's not because of a reason. It's not because of some, a different part of the soul sees it, which is above intellect. It knows the essence of our soul is connected to Hashem in a deep connection, an essential connection. So therefore, since the soul, the essence of the soul is connected to Hashem, you don't, you don't disconnect from, your, from yourself. The essence of the soul is connected to Hashem. So how can you go against yourself? No one, God forbid, would ever hurt himself. So if, the, if we are really part of Hashem, we're never not going to be connected to Hashem. Now, what's the difference between these two insights? Whether a, the soul above sees and therefore the soul in the body feels it, or whether the essence of the soul is connected to the essence of Hashem. <clears throat> the difference is as follows. When we say that the soul on high sees, and that affects the soul in the body, so is that felt in makif or in primi? Is that internalized or is that external? So it's external. Why? Could, the, the soul within the body doesn't see it. The soul on high sees God and godliness. The soul feels it, so it feels some kind of jolt. It feels some kind of connection, and it doesn't want to be disconnected. It's like an inspiration. But it's not internalized. It's deep, but it's not internalized. It's called makif. Now, <clears throat> on the other hand, in order for the amuna to be felt in a premiumistic way, the only way that could happen is according to the second insight, where it's connected to the essence of, of, of Hashem. The essence of the soul is connected to the essence of Hashem. So that's really not makif. That's primi. That's internalized. 
Why? Because that's really me. It's not something else. It's not a, a soul which is out of the body that sends me a message. No, that is who I am. Because the essence of the soul is the essence of the soul which is in the body. And therefore, when a person has a muna, has faith, it becomes not an external faith. It's not a makiftika faith, which just hovers over you. It becomes real. So, in other words, like this. Just to recap, it's an important, uh, important, important piece of the Hasidic discourse, and it helps us in our life. The fact that we have faith can be one of two reasons. One reason is, and they're both correct, one reason is because you have the soul on high that sees it, and therefore it sends a message to the, bo- the soul in the body. But again, and it's very powerful, but it's makif. On the other hand, it's not because of soul on high. No, the essence of the soul within your body feels the essence of Hashem. And when you feel the essence of Hashem, it's not external, it's primis. You have to connect to it. You have to, you have to, but once you connect, it's real. It's who you are. Now, so based on this, the Rebbe explains now the, the flow of the Hasidic discourse of the previous sermon. He says like this. What do we say? The idea of kasis lamar, which means you're broken because you're in Gullus, and then you reach the essence, comes after what the previous Rebbe explains, the whole idea of Raya Mahemna, that Moshe Rabbeinu feeds our faith, and the faith should be what? In a plenimistic way. And how is it in a plenimistic way? Like the Rebbe just explained, because the essence of our soul is connected to the essence of Hashem in a plenimistic way. So Moshe Rabbeinu's job, and the moisture of every generation is that he feeds the Amuna, that the Amuna should be done in an internal way. And like we explained, how is Muna imprimious? When, when you reveal the essence of the soul, which is again higher than the fact that the, the soul on high sees it, um, which is, which you, well, then you connect to the Mari, the source of life, which is higher than light. So based on this, now we understand why it says, Kasis Lamar. Because in order to get to the mar, you need to have the cusses, the brokenness of gullus. Because by the brokenness of gullus, that's how you reveal the essence of your soul in a way of mysterious nefesh. And when does that happen? Specifically, that happens in gullus. That's the flow of the Hasidic discourse. Now, and that was going to go now explain it now, obviously a little deeper and. Um, uh, uh, a little deeper and more impactful. He says like this. When a Jew has faith in Hashem, now, not makif, but in a premiistic way. And we said before, how do you have a faith in a premiistic way when you're willing to give up any comfort, even willing to give up your life? Just to learn more Torah, to do more mitzvot, to pray, to connect to Hashem. How does that happen? That's going to happen when your faith is not coming from makif, from the fact that you're a higher level of a soul sees, but it's coming from the etzim and neshama. Why? Why, why? why wouldn't the faith, from the fact that the soul and high sees, why wouldn't that push you to go on a serious nefesh? It's very simple. Because when you have a munah, based on the fact that your mazel sees, a higher level, which is not within you, sees godliness. And even though it's very, very powerful, you see it. But what's the reason why you have faith? There's a reason. 
You have faith, and you have to give a reason, because the soul on high seas, therefore I have faith. So it's not really you. It's something else. So because it's something else, you don't go on serious Nefesh for something else. The only time you really go on serious Nefesh is if it's you. But if it's coming from a reason or something else outside you, serious Nefesh is not going to happen. On the other hand, when the faith is because it's you, it's your essence of the soul, then you're willing to give up your life because it's me. And because it's me, it's not possible to be anything different. So based on this, the Rebbe explains that this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu is the Raya Mahemna, what does that mean? He feeds our faith. It's, and it's referring to not only Moshe Rabbeinu of the time of when we received the Torah on Mount Sinai, but it's referring to the leaders of the generation of every generation. Because every generation is actually an extension continuing the work of Moshe Rabbeinu, that they strengthen the faith of the Jewish people, that we should stand, we should go on serious Nefesh. What kind of serious Nefesh? Learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, even when it's not popular. And even when God forbid there's a decree against it. So he says, <clears throat> how does Moshe Rabbeinu do it? In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu, what is Moshe Rabbeinu's job? Moshe's job is that moon, our faith, should be done in, in, a, in a previous way. So he says as follows. How does Moshe Rabbeinu inspire us that our faith should be in a previous way? So, so the previous Rebbe explains, and explained many places in Exodus, that Moshe Rabbeinu, the way he does it is, he's mashpia das belikus, which means as follows. We know in the spheroids, there's ten spheroids. There's chachma, bina, and das in the intellectual spheroids. Wisdom, intellect, understanding. Das is a central sphere. So Chachma is ideas. Ideas. Okay? You can talk about ideas that you agree, you don't agree. Bina. You can ex- explain ideas you agree, you disagree, it's irrelevant. Das is when you apply it. When it's not abstract thoughts, it's not about something else. Das is when you personalize it intellectually. Moshe Rabbeinu inspires the Jewish people that whatever we learn, whatever we, we pray, it should be das. Use das, connect to it. Internalize it intellectually. Make it one with you. Make it real with you. What happens then is, your faith is not abstract, but it becomes an opinionistic way. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's path. Moshe Rabbeinu's path of of inspiring you and, and, and training you and cultivating you that Amuna should be your premius through Das, through the sphere of Das. The, the um, other leaders of different generations, how do they feed the Amuna should be not abstract but in a real way? The way other leaders after Moshe Rabbeinu do it, because Moshe Rabbeinu taught us Das, what do the other leaders teach us? They teach us that the, that the um, a faith should be how mysterious nefesh. In other words, not that it's nice and that you learn when you're comfortable and you'll pray when you're comfortable and you do mitzvahs as long as it's 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 not doesn't take away anything from you. No, no, no. The future leaders to inspire you to go on mysterious nefesh, which means to be willing to give up. Learn even though it's not comfortable. Learn with someone even though you're not in the mood of learning with them. Do a mitzvah even when it's hard to do the mitzvah. Mysterious nefesh. That's already in, in action. You're willing to give up comfort. You're willing to give up things that's enjoyable because you want to do what Hashem wants. 
Now, <clears throat> so based on this, the Rebbe says like this. This that we said that the Raya Mahemda, which means a leader of the generation, their job is that they feed the faith. That means they feed us faith, that faith should be in a way that's internalized. And you're not doing it because excitement, reward, um, or because the soul on high sees godliness. But faith is because the, es the essence of the, of, the, of the soul feels it and is connected to it. Now, so when Moshe Rabbeinu feeds faith, and he th does it through Das, he's not feeding you a faith, an external faith, a makif faith, but he's feeding you faith itself. In other words, he's feeding you faith from the essence of your soul. And this faith that he's feeding from your soul becomes mepnimius in an internal way through the level of das. And, he, and, he, and, and how does he do that? Because he reveals the connection of your essence of your soul, which is connected to the essence of, of Hashem. Now, so the Rebbe says, based on this, there was afterwards in generations when people had to go on a serious nefesh, how did they inspire people to go on a serious nefesh? How did a real leader inspire, inspire someone to, to go on a serious nefesh? Very simple. By feeding them the faith, which is the part of the essence of the neshama, and because they, 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 they inspired us and they showed us and they revealed the faith of the etzim and neshama, so we automatically went on a serious nefesh. Why? Because when you draw down the faith, which is from the essence of the soul, that gets, a, that gets revealed and affected in what way? When it's a serious nefesh. Now, what's interesting is, Rebbe says, if we look throughout history, when it came to serious nefesh, to go on self-sacrifice, to learn Torah, and to do mitzvahs, when was that? That was specifically in the time of Purim, when, when we had the decree of Haman. Why? Because even though, for example, what was the other miracle we had? So the two major holidays we celebrate, rabbinic holidays, one is Hanukkah and the other one is Purim. Now, the Messiris Nefesh in the times of Hanukkah, which there was Messiris Nefesh in the times of the Greeks, the Greeks also made the creeds against Jewish people. So over there, who went in Messiris Nefesh? So everyone knows the story of Hanukkah. Matisyahu and his kids. Those are the main people that went in Messiris Nefesh. On the other hand, who went in Messiris Nefesh in the times of Haman? All the Jewish people. So based on this, Rebbe says, that's why it said, we mentioned before in the Hasidic Discourse, that Mordechai in his generation was like Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Even though in every generation is a Moshe Rabbeinu. Times of Hanukkah, there was also Moshe Rabbeinu. But the fact is, specifically in Purim, the time of Haman, Mordechai is considered just like Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Because Moshe, because just like Moshe Rabbeinu fed all the Jewish people a Muna that should be premius through Das, Mordechai inspired us to go on a serious nefesh. In a way, in everyone to go on a serious nefesh by feeding us our faith that the faith should be done in an internal way by bringing out our etzim and neshama, just like Moshe Rabbeinu and his generation. Now. Moshe Rabbeinu, we said, did it through, because he taught them Das. He, he trained us to use our Das. And that's how we became connected and was able to connect to God in an internal way. Faith was internal. 
on the other hand, Mordechai, how did he do it? By inspiring us to go in a serious nefesh in a real way. So based on this, Rebbe explains why he says in the Hasidic discourse that, that Mordechai was like Moshe Rabbeinu. And when, when the Friedrich Rebbe said this about Mordechai, he was actually talking even about Mordechai, but technically he was hinting upon himself as well, that he is the Raya Mahamna, he is the leader of our generation, of that generation, of the whole generation, to inspire everyone to go on Mishra's Nefesh. Now, based on this, Rebbe explains the flow of the Hasidic discourse of the previous Rebbe. So you see there's a lot of deep concept, but there's also the Rebbe keeps on trying to go, give you the flow of the Hasidic discourse of the previous Rebbe, and he says like this. So first he explains the verse of this week's Torah portion where it says, the Atta Tetzavah Bnei Yisrael, which means that Moshe Rabbeinu's job is to connect Bnei Yisrael with the infinite light of Hashem. How does Moshe Rabbeinu do it? By feeding us the Amuna, the faith that should be done in an internal way through the Das. And then he continues on to say that not only Moshe Rabbeinu did it, but in every generation, there's the leader of the generation that inspired the Jewish people to have faith in an internal way. And like, for example, he gives the example of Mordechai in the time of Purim that strengthened and inspired the Jewish people to stand strong, to learn Torah, do the mitzvahs. After he explains about, about the, the generation of Purim and Mordechai, he explains the whole idea of Kosas Lamar where it says in the verse, literally where it's referring to Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu reveals the level of the mar, which is the essence of our soul. And how does that really happen, even though Moshe Rabbeinu does it through Das, but how does it happen in a revealed way? It happens specifically through an extension of Moshe Rabbeinu, which happened later on in the time of Purim, that inspired the Jewish people to go on Messias Nefesh, which caused... The, the main revelation of the essence of the soul, of the Mar, specifically when it's through Messiris Nefesh. So notice, even though Moshe Rabbeinu inspires us to have a Munimah that's great. But the one that actually causes to be Messiris Nefesh Rapoil, that will happen later on through an extension of Moshe Rabbeinu in the times of Purim. Now, so based on this, Job asks a simple question. <clears throat> what are we saying? The, rabbi, the priest is explaining that the idea of kasis lamar, which means we're broken and gullus, and that takes us to the level of the source, the mar, the source of light. And what's the connection with Atta the Tzava, that Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that connects us to the Aryan Saif, that the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu and the future leaders of the generation connect us with the, light, the infinite light of, of God. That's the way the priest explains it. But the rabbi says, one second, but in the verse... It says that Kasas Lamar comes after they bring it to Moshe Rabbeinu, which means that we add in the light of Moshe Rabbeinu. Here we're saying is that 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 Moshe Rabbeinu is connecting us to the the, the light of the infinite light of Hashem. That's the Kasas Lamar. But on the other hand, the simple shot is that we bring the light, we add light to Moshe Rabbeinu. So what does that mean? So Rebbe goes on to explain, he says like this. And he explains as follows. The verse says, the Kibel HaYehudim, that the Jewish people accepted, In other words, the Jewish people accepted what they started in Matan Torah. Now, when did they accept it? 
So they accepted it simply. If you read from the from the verse in in in, in the in the, um, in the Megillah, they accepted after the miracle of Purim, after the tremendous miracle of Purim. That's when they accepted upon themselves on a much deeper level. Now, the same thing also in the Chassidic discourse, what the, what the previous era explains that the, that the Kibbalah Yehudim they accepted what they started before. Which means that in the times of Achashverosh, they accepted what they only started in the Matan Torah. And when did they accept it? After the miracle. After the miracle. So based on this, Rebbe says that this is what we say, that in the times of Achashverosh, the Jewish people accepted what they started in Matan Torah. The Rebbe said there's two, there's two, there's two, you must say there's two ideas over here. What does that mean? He says like this. There, one component is that <clears throat> when there was a decree on the Jewish people, like we spoke of before, when there was the decree on the Jewish people, Haman made a decree. You can't learn Torah, you can't do mitzvahs. The Jewish people went and said, no, 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 we're learning Torah, we're doing mitzvahs. So when did that happen? That happened during the decree. In other words, there was a Kabbalah, there was an acceptance that happened during the decree. There was a decree. You can't learn Torah, you can't learn do mitzvahs. The Jewish people wanted Messias Nefesh, and they learned Torah and they did mitzvahs. So the, the first Kabbalah was during the decree itself. Like it's explained, like we explained before in the Hasidic Discourse. And then what the Rebbe just pointed out is there's a new Kabbalah. There's a new acceptance. What's the new acceptance? After the miracle of Purim. And everything was over. Now there's a new acceptance. And the Rebbe says this second acceptance is even higher than the first acceptance during the decree. Let's get it clear. Because the Rebbe's going to build on this a beautiful idea. The Rebbe's saying is that there's two levels of acceptance. There was the, there was during the tremendous shakeup, where there was the decree, you can't learn Torah, you can't do mitzvahs. B'nai Yisrael said, no, 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 we are accepting, we're learning Torah, we're doing mitzvahs, we don't care what. That was one acceptance. Acceptance when? In the heat of the fire. Then, after the fire was over, there was no more decree, and now life goes back to normal. Now we're accepting, we're going to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. A whole different level of acceptance. There's no fire now. But we're accepting now. Two levels of acceptance. So the Rebbe says that the same thing applies to Kassis Lamar. When he says you're broken and that causes you to get to the Ma'ar. So we said, what is the simple meaning? That through the brokenness you get to the source of light. So the Rebbe says the same thing. There's two, there's two ideas also that apply here also. What does that mean? There's a time when your Kassis when you're broken because there's decrees, you can't learn, you can't do mitzvahs, you're going through a struggle, and then you nevertheless, you learn and you do mitzvahs, then you reach the mar, the mar itself, the source of light. Like, for example, and the Rebbe gives an example, when the Rebbe said this in the discourse, there was a decree against learning, turning, doing mitzvahs. And through going a mysterious nefesh, you reach the mar. That's the first level. But then there's a, there's a different, there's a whole different level of kasas lamar, which means... That just like the by after Purim, life was good. So there was also 
even when we live in a time of tremendous abundance, uh, what kind of an abundance? A physical abundance and a spiritual abundance. So what's the problem? So if it's an abundance, what's the causes? But they know the causes is because we're in Gullus. Gashmi is everything is great. Everyone has what they need. Ruchni is Baruch Hashem. You're able to learn. You're daven. Life is good. But guess what? We are in Gullus. Mashiach is not revealed. And like, just like Gerber says, that, let's look at the situation after the miracle of Purim. What does it say in the, what does it say in the Megillah? After the miracle, La Yehudim, Hoysa, Oira, Vesimcha, Vesasam, Yikar. For the Jewish people, it was light, it was happy, it was beautiful. Life was great. Physically and spiritually. And not only that, the house of Haman, the one that wanted to destroy the Jewish people, was given to Esther. So there was, you also had the benefit, we call Chassidus, is Hapcha. The one that wanted to destroy you was transformed. But what's the problem? So even though we had tremendous freedom, we all know, Akati, Avdi, we were still we were still under the rulership of Achashverosh. So what happens then? So then's the second level. We're broken, why? Because we're still in Golis. But what happens when you're broken because you're in Golas, even though life is great, then you reach the Mar. So again, to recap, so what Rebbe is saying is there's two types of Kasas Lamar. There's one is you're broken during the decree and you reach the Mar. And then there's one after the decree is over. So life is good. But you're broken. Why? Because we're in Golas. And then you reach the Mar. Now, so the Rebbe is now saying, what, what's the big deal? Like, what's the big deal? Gashmis you have. All your material pursuits you have. Spirituality, life is good. What, like, what's the, what, what is the big causes that you're getting to, what are you broken, what are you broken about? And how are you getting to the martyr from it? And the Rebbe explains it very, very simple. And he says like this. When a Jew is broken because you're in Golas, because you're in exile, even if you have everything, abundance, materially, spiritually, you're still broken. Why? Why are you broken? And Gerber explains, because the true will of every single Jew is, what's our true will? That God should be revealed. And not only do we want God to be revealed because, oh, it's enjoyable, it'll be another upgrade in our life. No, no, no. Because godliness revealed, that's who we are. And as long as God is not revealed, I am lacking. I'm not complete. Yes, Gashmias, Ruchnias, it's all there. It's wonderful. But God is not revealed. So therefore, there's a tremendous void in my life. In other words, in the t- Gullus means that the revelation of God is not complete. And the fact is, we have a barometer. Let's look at the times in the temple. Was God revealed? Absolutely. Is God revealed today like then? Absolutely not. And there was a, even if you, especially when you meditate on the fact that it says in the Talmud that if somebody in their generation, the temple was not built, it's just like it was destroyed today. So if you're living, life is good. You have everything physically, spiritually. Is a temple built now? No. So the temple's not built. It's as if it's just being destroyed right now. So how could you be happy? So not only you can't be happy, you're totally broken. You're shooken up because of it. 
And it was in Hebrew, it's called kosis. You're broken. Why are you broken? Because Hashem is not revealed. Now, on the other end, you're going to say, what do you mean? I'm in a living, I'm in a very, very high spiritual level. And God's revealed to me. And to me, it's as if God's revealed just like when the, if it's a temple was around. So the Rebbe says, one second, let's, let's go with that. Let's even say your life is great. Why? Physically, you have everything. Spiritually, you have everything. And to you, God's revealed just like the times of the temple. Okay, I, mean, I grant you that. So the Rebbe says, one second. Could you say that for every person out there, everyone else out there feels that way? Feels God's revelation? No. You feel that way. But most people out there don't feel it, don't see it, and don't, and don't, don't live that way. So therefore, since it's not out there for everybody, it's not fully out there for you. Why? Because, and never explains very simple, because of the infinite light, the infinite light, oblique vol that has no limit, it would, be, it would be out, it would be for everybody. So if it's not for everybody, it's not for you as well. That means, ever says, even if there's one place, some far corner in the world, that God is not fully revealed, that means even where you believe it's revealed for you, it's not revealed. And Rebbe quotes from the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe says like this, he brings from, the Alter Rebbe brings from the Zohar, and he says as follows, that even if um, one Jew, a tzaddik, would go ahead and return to Hashem, tshuva shlema, complete repentance, Mashiach would come. One Jew, return Mashiach would come. Why? Because when someone does real tshuva, what happens then is, you're able to draw down and reveal the infinite light, the infinite light of, of Hashem, and when that would be revealed, it's going to be all over the place. Now, the fact is, it's not there. The revelation is not there. So if it's not there, you're broken. Cosses. Even though, again, physically you, have, you, have, you claim you have everything, and spiritually you have everything, and God's revealed to you, but the fact is, God is not really revealed. Because if He was re- fully revealed, everyone would feel it. And because it's not fully revealed, you're, you're broken about that. And like Jeremiah gives an example, it says we know that choyle, what does choyle mean? Choyle means someone's not well. Choyle, what is now what, what, what spirit? What does it mean? Someone's not well spiritually. So we know that choyle numerically is forty nine. Ches is eight, vav is six, lamed is thirty, and hay is five, which total forty nine. Which means that even somebody, you know, there's fifty levels of, of bina of understanding. So let's say someone knows one, two, forty nine levels of bina. Wow, you understand the, the deepest levels. But guess what? There's fifty levels. You, you don't know the fiftieth. You're going to be sick. Why? Because you're lacking the fiftieth. We need to get full revelation. If it's not full revelation, there's a, there's a disease in the world. And there are quotes from the Tzemach Tzedek, who used to hear from his teacher, the Alter Rebbe. And the Alter would say, and he would say it many, many times, it was a saying that he would say, I want nothing. I don't want your heaven, Ganadin. I don't want the world to come. What I want, I want you. I want you. I want you, Hashem. All the cheap thrills, even Ganadin, Oilam Haba, that's that's a cheap thrill. I want you, Hashem, to be fully revealed. And Rebbe says, since he heard it from the altar, Rebbe saying it many, many times, and that Samach Tzedek obviously publicized this statement from the from the from the altar Rebbe. So therefore, 
we have the power and the ability that every one of us should want one thing, that the essence of Hashem should be revealed. Up to the point when the essence is not revealed, and especially we're in Golas, and the revelation of God is not out there, just like in the times of the temple, we're in a level of kasis, we're broken. And what happens when we're broken is we ask um, that when we pray three times a day, what do we say in the prayers? We want to be able to see that the temple should be rebuilt, Hashem should be revealed, and then we'll have the revelation of God and the revelation of the essence of Hashem. And that's the, that's the meaning of Kostis Lamar on the highest level. That we're broken. Why? Because we want the Mar. And when a person is really, really broken, because you're in Gullus and God's not revealed, that's when you get to the Ma'ir. The brokenness of the lacking of the revelation of Hashem, that will take you to the Ma'ir itself. In other words, this, that fact, every single person wants Hashem to be revealed. And it should bother you that Hashem is not revealed. And it bothers you to the point where you're broken because of it. You're broken because Hashem is not revealed. What, where is that coming from? Why are you broken? Because it's coming from the essence of your soul, not an external thing. It's coming from this, the light, the source of light of your neshama. And the source of the, the light of our neshama is connected to godliness in an essential connection. Okay. So what the Rebbe explains over here is very, very important, revolutionary idea that there's two levels in Kassas. One is we're broken when during Xerah, and that will get us to the Meir. But the Rebbe says there's even a higher level of kasis. We're broken. We have everything. We're broken because God's not revealed. And when you're broken because God's not revealed, that will take you to the highest level. Who inspires us for that kasis lamar? That's Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu in every generation. He takes the amuna and he makes it real. Not just abstract. You're living a life. Life is great. Yeah, you have everything. You're able to eat, drink, sleep, friends, family. You learn, you daven. You have all your great things. But guess what? Hashem is not revealed. Shouldn't that bother you? Shouldn't you be broken of it? And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu does. He, why? Because he inspires us. Because we, who are we? We are connected to the infinite light of Hashem. And if Hashem is not revealed, guess what? There's a reason to be broken, to be concerned. We want that. And when we want that, that's when we'll get to the real Mar. Now, Stubbitz takes it a step further and he says like this. <clears throat> this level of Mar, which is the highest level we learned so far, which gets revealed how? When we're broken, not during a decree. When we're broken because of the fact that we're in Golas. So the Rebbe says this is even higher than the Mar that you reach when, when you go on Messiris Nefesh. So far we learned three levels. One level is a job of Moshe Rabbeinu. He inspires us to have Das. That the Munashri Pneumius. Then he says that what's the next level is? That we're ready to go on Messiris Nefesh. Because we can't learn Torah do mitzvahs. But what's the highest level is? That when you have life is great. But you're broken because Gili Elikus is not there. Then you reach the highest level of, of, of the Ma'er. Of the, of the light itself. Now. And based on this, Rebbe explains what's the reason behind it. Because what's the reason we say that Mount Torah, Hashem revealed himself on Mount Sinai, was only the beginning? When was the Kabbalah? When did we actually receive it? The Kibbalayudim. That was when? By Purim. What's the reason? So one of the reasons is 
Because when Hashem came along and Mount Sinai, and the Jewish people said, that, Nasa, we're going to accept. Before we even heard. Why do we do that? Because we all know the famous uh, teaching in the Talmud, Hashem put a mountain over us. He said, you're going to accept? Great, if not, I'm dropping the mountain. There was a tremendous revelation from above. So why do we accept it? We accepted it because Hashem forced us to. It was a revelation from above. On the other hand, by the time of Achashverosh, why do we commit to continue learning and doing mitzvahs and going Messias Nevesh? Because we chose to do that. Now, so the Rebbe says like this. That's in reference to Matan Torah and, 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 and the time of Purim Achashverosh. And the Rebbe says, let's take it a step further. Let's look at the Amuna faith that we have because the soul on high seas, which basically is for a reason, that is just like Nasa Vanishma, the soul on high seas, therefore we have faith. Hashem put the mountain over us, therefore we accepted it. What happened in time of We wanted it. Why? Why do we want it? Because what's the what's the, the the second level of faith? Not because of we see on high, because that's who we are. So when you're doing it because you are, that become, that's a real connection from from who from who we are. That that's the connection which is connect the Purim. Now, so Dreva says if you want to go even a step further, even in the revelation of the essence of our soul, there's also two levels. What does that mean? So you have the revelation of your soul, which comes from, comes comes out of mysterious nefesh. This one says, "Hey, you can't learn Torah, you can't do mitzvahs." Haman, God forbid. So guess what happens? No, we're going to do it. So the Rebbe says that's also you're doing it also from an external place. And the Rebbe gives a simple example how we see it's external. And he says, for example, there were many many people that when they lived through the times when it was a decree that you can't learn Torah, you can't do mitzvahs, they were in a Messiah's Nevesh. They learned and they studied and they did mitzvahs, etc. And then when they came to the free country where there was no more pressure of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, and they were able to learn and pray and study with a tremendous abundance, there's no Messiah's Nevesh. Why? Because the fact is, even though they were inspired, but it didn't really transform them. Because it wasn't really them. It was a light that was coming, so to speak, from above that was inspiring them, motivating them to go on Messias Nefesh. In other words, even though it was from the Etzim and Hashama, but it didn't affect their 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 their, their, their thought, speech, and action that it became who they really are. On the other hand, when someone is broken, the fact that God is not revealed and you're in Gullus, that affects who you are on the most deepest level. And when a person is moved, not because someone is forcing him to do it, but you move because the fact is you're cognizant, you become aware that the Shekhinah is in Gullus and God is not revealed, then it becomes real, then it becomes who you are. What's the reason? Never explains on a, on a deep level. And he says like this: What's the reason why the essence of, of the neshama and the koiches is two separate things, where it doesn't really affect it? Because the fact is, even the etzem and neshama is also a defined. It's called the etzem and neshama, and it's higher than 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 the revealed part. But on the other hand, there's the part of the essence of the neshama which is connected to atzimus, connected with the infinite light himself.
which basically means the simplicity of the soul and all the components of it is one with Hashem. So based on this, Jerba says that when you have the, um, when you go on mysterious nefesh, because someone's pushing you, so you're only, you're only connecting to the external part of the, of the ma'ar, of the, of, the, of the light of Hashem. But on the other hand, when it bothers you that, that, that Hashem is in Golas, and Hashem is not revealed, then you reach the essence of the ma'ar, and the essence of the ma'ar, which is connected to the atmos. So, so in other words, this level of being broken, why are you broken? Because the, the Shekhin is in Golas, and Hashem is not revealed, that will take you to the essence of your neshama, the essence of Hashem, and that will impact you on every part of who you are, and that will last forever. So based on this, Rebbe explains, and he connects this, <coughs> what, the, what the previous Rebbe says in the Chassidic Discourse, where it says, the at of the Tzavas B'nai Yisrael, that you, Moish Rabbeinu, are going to connect B'nai Yisrael with Hashem, the Yichoi Lecha Hashem and Zayis, so now we want to be explained that Moshe Rabbeinu connects Bnei Yisrael with the infinite part of Hashem and they bring to you the Shemin's eyes. It means they add into the light of Moshe Rabbeinu. What does that mean practically? And he says like this. What does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Moshe Rabbeinu connects the Bnei Yisrael by feeding them the Amuna, that the, the Amuna should be not only, God forbid, from the external parts of us, that the soul and high sees Elikos, the first level of Amuna. But he actually feeds the essence of our Neshama, our Pneumius of our Neshama. And this is actually what it means, the Atta Tzavitz B'nai Yisrael, that the Atta, you Moshe and Tzavitz, you're going to connect B'nai Yisrael, which means the essence of B'nai Yisrael, who we are as, as a human being. We are part of one with Hashem. And as we connect... The job of Moishrein is really to connect us with who we are, not to connect us with something external. What is the essence of Bnei Yisrael? Our Neshama. What is the essence of our Neshama? One with Hashem. So the Atat Tzavis Bnei Yisrael, Moishrein's job is really to connect us who we are, with who we are. Because, and not only that, once we're connected with who we are, then really there's no difference between me, you, him, and her. We're all one. And when we do our avoida, by of, of revealing the essence of an Hashem who we are. And, and what happens then is even our koiches agluim, our revealed attributes, are in line with the etzim an What happens then is, then it becomes actually an addition um, in Moshe Rabbeinu, because we, we, we actually cause Moshe Rabbeinu to shine, because then what happens is we, we, the, the essence of our Hashem, which is connected to the Atmos of Hashem, gets revealed. And that creates the greatest possible relation that's possible. Now, <clears throat> not only the, the, does it create within us who we are, but actually it causes a tremendous level of Achtes Israel. When we do our spiritual avodah, of revealing who we are, it creates real, real unity. Why? Because what's real unity? Real unity is that if something there's 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 one person, another person, it's not it's never going to be really. It's going to be like a, you'll get along. But when the truth is, it's really all part of one. In other words, if, for example, the author writes in Tanya, in order to have Avos Yisrael, you have to make your uh, 
Your soul is the main thing, and the body is is, ex, is, is the external part. Why? Because if your body becomes important, how are you going to unite two bodies together? But here the Rebbe is saying it's something totally different. Over here we're revealing the essence of the soul. And the essence of the soul, where it's connected, we're in the essence of Hashem. Now, once you're connected to the essence of Hashem, then it's all one. Not only is the soul one, even the body is part of the one. You reveal that everything is part of Hashem. Everything is part of Atmos. And everything is one. <clears throat> and based on this, Rebbe explains, that's why it says in the Chassidic Discourse that when we do our spiritual work through the inspiration of, Mo- of Moshe, so what was, what was the last question we asked? It says, Erva Boiker and Tomid. Steady. Steady. What does it mean? Is it, is it evening to the morning or is it steady? And that's the Vartir. That when we do our avoidal, where we connect to the oneness of who we are and the oneness of Hashem, then our vaidah becomes near tamid. Then we have a consistent flow. Why? Because when we have, when we reveal who we really are, then life becomes consistent. It's all about the oneness of Hashem. When we reveal the essence of our neshama through the atzadetzava, then there's no difference. There's no difference between morning and evening and this person and that person. In other words, you have near tamid. And when you have Ner Tamid, then we actually, we bring it to Moshe Rabbeinu because we create a powerful union from within and a powerful union from without. In other words, like this. When you have the Avoida, when you reveal the Etzim on Hashama from high after the Tzava, then there's, there's the high, there's the low, there's Erev and there's Boiker. But when you reveal that's really, really one, so in the level of when Mysterious Nefesh, so some people in times of Mysterious Nefesh, they shone. Afterwards, they didn't shine. But if the ultimate goal is to reveal who you are, then you shine when there's Mysterious Nefesh, when there's no, 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 no Mysterious Nefesh. Because Ner Tamid means it's always the same. What does it mean it's always the same? That our internal powers, our external powers should be one with our etzim and neshama. The yikhoelech, we go to Moshe Rabbeinu all as one. It all becomes one. And based on this, Rebbe explains why it says, kasis lamar, in connection with the yikhoelecha to Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Because what did we, what did, what did, what's the novel idea in the Sikhsidic discourse? That the Rebbe teaches a whole new level of kasis lamar. Kasis lamar means that we're broken. Why are we broken? Because we're in Gullus. Even though, again, physically we have everything, spiritually we have everything, but why are we broken? We're broken because we're in Gullus. And this, that we do our spiritual work, that we're broken because we're in Gullus, so it affects our essence, it affects our external powers, that it should all be in, connected to the Yetzirah of Hashem, which is lacking the, the revelation of Hashem. And then we reach the Ma'ar, the source of light, which is connected to the essence of our soul, connected to Atmos, and therefore it says, because then we were able to go to the highest levels, to Moshe Rabbeinu. So based on this, Rebbe explains the flow of the At Tzava. What does the At Tzava mean? The At Tzava is B'nai Yisrael. You're going to command the B'nai Yisrael, that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to inspire us, we should go a Lecha, which means to bring it to Moshe Rabbeinu, but also what does it mean on a spiritual level? That Moshe Rabbeinu 
inspires us to connect us to the infinite light of Hashem. And he gives us the ability and the power and he inspires us that we should do our work. We should connect to the essence, essence of our soul. And the same thing also, the, 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 the Rebbe and all the, all, the, all the leaders of every generation, their spiritual work is to inspire us and to reveal within us our faith that we all have so that we should be able to do our spiritual work ourselves. And up to the point we should be a near tamid, that means a light should shine consistent. There shouldn't be a difference between our revealed koiches and our concealed koiches. It's all one. It's all about connecting to Hashem. And we do our spiritual work, we merit very, very quick and very soon for the true and complete redemption where God will be revealed down in this physical world. And then we'll be able to bring the shaman, the oil, and lighting the candles, or bring it to Moshe Rabbeinu, near Tamid, not only spiritually, but also physically. In the third temple, the Gula Amitra in the true and complete redemption through Mashiach in our times. So this is obviously, as, as we mentioned in the beginning of the discourse, the very, very powerful Hasidic discourse, and, and it possibly to look at it from a simple perspective, even though it's a very, very deep Hasidic discourse with a lot of powerful, deep teachings, the Rebbe was showing us the ultimate that we, we need to get to. And the Rebbe was inspiring us that we should look at our lives. And yes, Baruch Hashem, we're living in a free country, and Gashmis, we have what we need, and Baruchnis, we have what we need, but what's really lacking is Kassis, we're broken, why? Because Hashem is not revealed. And once Hashem is not revealed, that bothers what? Our essence of our soul, the external part of our soul, every part of our soul. And when that bothers us, then we get to the Moir, we get to the source of light, and it's near Tumid, it's constant, it's consistent, it's only one thing that bothers us, on all levels. And as Rebbe says, let's hope and pray that we'll all merit to uh, to Taka have the, the Mar itself with the Gula Amitis Vashlema, and hopefully the next class will be with the Rebbe, with Mashiach Tzidkenu in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week.